Hello and welcome to episode 15. In today's episode, we will be discussing pancreatic transplant. So approximately 100 years ago, type 1 diabetes was a death sentence. Half the people who suffered from it died within two years, and 90% died within five years. But thanks to the introduction of insulin therapy in 1922, patients with type 1 diabetes have the opportunity to have normal life expectancy. At the time, organ transplantation was undergoing research and mostly involved animal trials. Later, in 1954, the first successful human-to-human kidney transplant was performed, and this was followed by the 1960s with other organs such as the heart, pancreas, and the lungs. In today's episode, we will specifically be addressing the ADA position statement on pancreatic transplant, which was published in 2003, as well as the World Consensus Conference on Pancreas Transplant, which was published in 2021. So, one of the major problems with organ transplantation is the risk of the surgery itself and the need for lifelong immune suppression which follows the surgery. This can predispose the host to many opportunistic infections and other side effects of immune suppressive drugs. Specifically, in pancreatic transplant only, those who get pancreatic transplant without a kidney transplant, it can be difficult to justify these risks for every single patient with type 1 diabetes because an adequately controlled patient with type 1 diabetes can have near normal life expectancy and generally excellent long-term outcomes. However, in specifically selected patients, pancreatic transplant can give them a chance of insulin independence can reduce their diabetic complications, improve their quality of life, and when combined with a kidney transplant in patients with renal disease, it can actually prolong survival. So when we say appropriately selected patients, what we really mean is the population where the risks of the transplant can be justified because of the benefits. These include patients who have renal disease, who require a kidney transplant, and who will be on immune suppression anyway, these patients typically have a very high mortality rate without a new kidney. So they can qualify for a simultaneous kidney-pancreas transplant. Patients can also qualify for a solitary pancreatic transplant if they had a failure of their insulin regimen to prevent diabetic complications, or if they had frequent hypoglycemia and hypoglycemia on awareness, and also patients who are being managed with insulin who have medical or psychological complications related to their insulin therapy. So when we say failure of insulin therapy, that means patients have had diabetes for many years, typically more than 20 years, for them to develop the complications as a result of the hyperglycemia. So just to summarize, patient selection for undergoing pancreatic transplant includes, number one, patients undergoing simultaneous kidney transplant who would qualify for a simultaneous kidney pancreatic transplant, or number two, those whose insulin is not effectively managing their diabetes, then solitary pancreatic transplant can be considered. Most commonly, Pancreatic grafts, along with the attached portion of the duodenum, are obtained from a single deceased donor, but alternatively, a segmental pancreatic graft can be obtained from a live donor. 
Although the immunologic outcome of pancreatic transplant has improved over the years, rejection still occurs frequently. Approximately 20 to 30% in simultaneous pancreatic kidney transplant to approximately 40% in pancreatic transplant alone. According to the International Pancreas Transplant Registry, the 10-year graft function rates in 21,000 transplants performed were 56% for simultaneous pancreas kidney transplant and 36% for pancreas transplant alone. Unfortunately, and for many reasons, the annual volume of pancreatic transplants is declining. So performing this pancreatic transplant surgery is becoming more exclusive to highly specialized centers. We will not be discussing islet cell transplant in detail in this episode. However, it's important to note that there are no direct head-to-head randomized trials between pancreatic transplant and islet cell transplant, although generally it is agreed on that pancreatic transplants have higher rates of insulin independence than islet cell over the long term. However, the surgery of pancreatic transplant itself is associated with higher mortality and morbidity compared to the much simpler islet cell transplantation. So for patients who would qualify for a pancreatic transplant alone without a kidney transplant, then an islet cell is a real option, but it's restricted to highly specialized centers, and there are only a few of them in the United States. And this concludes today's episode. In the next episode, we will be discussing concentrated insulins. Thank you for listening.